Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast i'm danny sheriff your host certified fertility awareness practitioner functional nutrition counselor and founder of the ha society and of course an ha recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Hey guys, welcome back. Little hair in my mouth to my YouTube channel. We're doing more Q and A's today. I hope that it is an enjoyable episode for you. And like always, I have notifications going off in the middle of recording. Why do I do that? All right. Um, I keep getting just amazing questions through the YouTube channel, so I just I'm just gonna keep answering them. I think you guys like 
these anyway. So if you have a question you want to submit to the show, danny at thehasociety.com is the place to email them to, or just comment on a video below. I get notifications about comments and then I also answer them in the order that they come in. So let's dive in. I have a question here from Emily. It's titled HA Recovery and Food Sensitivity and Intolerance. Let's dive in. Good morning. My name is Emily and I have been listening to your podcast over the past few months. Thank you for all you do. You're welcome. I have been able to find great resources and am benefiting from the practical advice as well as encouragement provided. A ah. little bit about me. I began struggling with an ED at age 17. I had struggled with insecurity for several years, but my senior year of high school, I stepped on the scale and saw my weight had reached a number higher than ever before. And that's when something in me snapped. I began restricting with food with the ultimate goal being as thin as possible, whatever the cost. I had always been a small girl. My peak weight was 110 pounds, but after restricting for a few months, I dropped to 102 pounds. Hoping to lose even more, I joined the track team, which resulted in the exact opposite. Mmm, that happens. <laughs> I had to up my intake in order to keep up with the practices that which were brutal. And I ended up putting on several pounds in muscle. Even though I didn't like this, I was committed and didn't quit. I left for college and was having so much fun, I abandoned my restrictive eating habits and without track exercise as well. Over the next two years, I gained about 10 to 15 pounds and was extremely insecure. I remember less physical restraint, but constantly beating myself up mentally for giving in to desserts and junk food. I felt very unhappy with my appearance, but being a broke college student, didn't know how to fix this. But I always imagined once I got out of school and could afford a different lifestyle, things would change. Well, they did change. After college, not only could I afford a healthier diet, but also went through a breakup. The grieving period caused me to lose a few pounds. And over time, I began exercising more regularly, perhaps trying to gain something back for myself after the breakup. And this is where my period started to become irregular. My ED began in the fall of 2014. I did not start having irregular menses beyond 35 to 40 day cycles, which I've always had until fall of 2019. Sorry, I've got to uh, stretch and fold my bread. <laughs> okay. Eventually I stopped completely and I don't even remember how long. Oh, it stopped completely. I don't remember how long. In January 2022, I got on the birth control pill as recommended by my doctor. I did see, I, I did this for 11 months and had a quote cycle almost every month. In January 2023, I stopped because I wanted to see what my body could do without hormones. Long story short, I experienced healing and made positive progress. Weight wise, I have gone from around 97 pounds at my lowest to 102 pounds. I had a period in February, March, and April, then none until June, then none until September. So it's been tapering again. I know I have progress still to make and very much want to get a regular cycle, not only for my own health, but because I'm about to get married and we definitely want children someday. I could talk much more about my journey and struggles, but I wanted to reach out about one specific question that I haven't yet heard addressed on your podcast, but I have been wondering about. Ooh. 
I have had GI issues my whole life from infancy, constipation, pain, gas, and bloating. Growing up, I had no identified food allergies or sensitivities, but had chronic symptoms. Once I got to college, I began to experiment with milk alternatives, and after several years figured out dairy aggravated my symptoms. Today, I am almost entirely dairy-free, apart from the consumption of Greek yogurt and lactose-free milk. Anything else is rare and taken with lactic acid, uh, with, a la uh, with a lactate tablet. I have tried the elimination diet known as low FODMAP and have determined more food sensitivities through this, such as beans, Brussels sprouts, peas, apples, garlic, onion, etc. My question for you is, for someone like me with food sensitivities, what advice do you have on how to navigate healing and food freedom? I know there will always be things I can substitute to still get the nutrition I need, but I feel this is a constant ment mental battle. I want to be able to embrace food freedom, but that is easier said than done when so many things upset my stomach. Sometimes during a bad flare, I feel frustrated to the point of not wanting to eat at all, but I know I can never do that again. I still feel afraid of food sometimes, but at this point in my life, the lines get blurred sometimes between fear of food that will help me physically and the fear of the food that will make me fat. <sighs> okay. We actually have addressed this, you know, a couple times and we have a lot of episodes. So I'm sure it's just lost in there and I'm pretty sure it's like an episode with Ashley and I on it. Maybe even me, she. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because... I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So... In this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well. And how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60 minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 
as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. But we'll always say, you know, what you said here, right? Like there's plenty of foods that you can eat. So what it sounds like here is you know physically how to eat enough. What you're trying to do is determine the difference between um, my, my reasons and my intentions behind what I'm doing and eating. Will this actually hurt my stomach or will this make me quote unquote fat? Firm believers over here that the brain knows your intentions. I mean, your brain is the one making the intentions. So if not eating food is coming from a place of restriction, we really do see this be harder for people to recover. It just, they might be eating the calories, but like they're gonna be still having some problems. Maybe they'll get a period, but it will be anovulatory. Maybe they won't get a period and we're scratching our head. And that's when we have to end up doing that deep work to understand why are you eating the foods you're eating? Um, and are your intentions all there? Like, are you healed or are you just eating enough? And it is hard for you because you have to think about not just recovery, but also digestive issues. And we have, we see that all the time. Lots of people who have specific things and you can do it. I have a recommendation for you. Unfortunately, I don't think I can just like give you the answer right now, aside from um, there's like there's work you can do to unpack that and truly learn about yourself and your where your intentions come from. And that takes sitting down and doing work and doing specific exercises. You need to really dive deep into each and every one of your food rules and restrictions. Pick them apart and determine why you're doing them and why and or why you're not. So we actually have um, a course, it's called the Restore Program. We do a live version and a DIY version. They're both the same. One is just live with us, you meet with us. As a, there is a one-on-one -on -one and group coaching aspect of it. And the DIY is you do it entirely on your own self-paced. But the course content itself is the same and both come with access to the HA Society. So you can chat with me or chat with other people in the group and get support. But what that course is kind of designed for someone just like you to take you through here's what we need to be doing nutritionally, movement wise, yada, yada. Cool, cool, cool. That's in there. The science, the understanding about what's happening in your body, why food is important, yada, yada. But um, we also take you through specific audit practices that go through all of your food rules, diet rules and restrictions, and we figure out and understand where each one is coming from. Is it still valid? Is its concern helpful? Is it a helpful rule? We move past it. What might be valuable for you is just really sitting down, going through this practice and like looking at it face to face so that you're comfortable and confident in why you're making the choices you're making. Maybe along the way, you'll find some things that you can change that you are holding on only due to fear. But for the most part, we just want to discover which rules are which, who's what, who's helping, who's not. And I think that that practice 
along with all the other aspects of the course where we take you through food reviews, we um, go through exercise and ideal fundamental programming and just all of the beyond the basics basically of what you need to know for recovery and trying to create a really individualized approach for you. So you're not just like listening to this information and trying to apply it to yourself. We're taking you through the information and helping you apply it to yourself. And I think that's something that you might need. So um, that's the hasociety.com forward slash restore, I think, but I'll check that. <laughs> and I'll put it in the show notes too. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we do a live version of the program a couple times a year. So you can check that out as well. But the DIY version is always available and that's forward slash restore. So I hope that this was helpful and, you know, if you have any follow-up questions, feel free to respond to the email and let me know. And let's do like one more quick one. Um, Hi, could you make a video about experiencing cramps and breast tenderness during HA recovery? What could it possibly mean? Um, Thanks a lot for all your support. This question is from BC on YouTube. So answer um especially breast tenderness is very exciting almost always with someone who's never experienced breast tenderness who suddenly starts seeing feeling it we can tie with the fact that they've ovulated periods generally come after a lot of breast tenderness that said um, a lot of people feel it slowly increase, increase, increase over a long period of time in recovery, and that's also possible. At the end of the day, um, hormones, estrogen, and progesterone are doing some things that are causing that to happen. And if you go from zero hormonal function, you're not going to feel anything. And when those start to rise and fluctuate and come out of a dormant state, it's not uncommon to feel something. So I guarantee that your breast tenderness is due to hormonal activity. Something different is happening and that is positive no matter what, whether you do ovulate or not, that's exciting. Long term, you don't wanna always be experiencing breast tenderness. It can be a PMS symptom, um, but early on in recovery, we're always celebrating. Um, and the same with cramps. Look, cramps are hard because they're, um, they're just ever so more subjective to the person. What might be a cramp to me might be not be a cramp to you. It's kind of hard to tell, but again, I never poo-poo it as something not valuable. You've had HA for a long ass time and you've been paying attention to your body. And if you're noticing different sensations, especially in the uterus area, like for me, I know I'm ovulating. There's a little twig, twitch of the ovary. And I'm curious, anyone listening, if you have a cramp or something that you can identify is definitely related to your ovulation or something like that put it in the comments below i think it's helpful for people to know the different things and my period pain and as well labor when i had my baby was all in my back so i get a lower back ache when i have my menstrual cycle so yeah things like that um oftentimes too you might not connect it to being your cycle you might be like ah my back hurts <laughs> i must have done something um and it might be a period cramp and then same with the front, you might be like, oh, I must have eaten something. Um, I have a sharp pain, but it might be a cramp. I can, if I'm not really looking after myself, my period can be quite, it can really make me quite nauseous for about half a day. 
I feel pretty bad. So you'll know. <laughs> Unexplained nausea, crampiness in the abdomen, like uterus, lower back area, um, I think is a pretty positive sign of hormonal activity. But you know, it's a tough one because maybe you also did actually just like hurt your back or maybe you did eat something a bit weird. So it's really hard to say for an individual person because you feel a lot of things in that area of your body for a lot of different reasons. But I hope this was encouraging and just like trust that you know your body and if you do make a mistake and you did think that it was something that it wasn't, you learn from it. It's okay. When you haven't had a cycle in a long time, you are learning everything from the beginning. You don't know what you're looking at when it comes to cervical mucus. You don't know what a cramp is. You don't know how much you're meant to bleed. Nothing. These are all questions that I get every time someone has um, their first period. And after the second one, the third one, and definitely on the fourth one, you've got a rhythm and you know what you're looking for. So just expect new things. Analyze them. Don't overanalyze them. Watch for patterns and make connections as you go. But don't try to understand what the body is doing right now because it's impossible. Okay, guys, I hope that this was a helpful video. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a question, again, please send it to danny at thehasociety.com. Please like and subscribe to this channel. I answer questions every week. If I'm answering yours, you're not going to want to miss it. Um, and I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about TempDrop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or 
You want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction. Temp drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the temp drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.